AFL Bites Round 17 is here. Can you believe it? If you're new here, this is a podcast where we try and recap the AFL in under five minutes. I emphasise the word try. No long intros, no mucking around. Let's get straight into the action. Thursday night football at the MCG saw the Swans up 27-7 against the Tigers. A hit from Nankervis on Jake Lloyd in quarter two caused him to be subbed out and likely Nank to be rubbed out. The Swans had a 47-21 to point lead in the second quarter. Goulden and Parker were huge for the Swans, but the Tigers slowly clawed their way back into the third quarter. Veloston was sent forward and he had an impact. Jack Graham was a hero kicking two crucial goals in the fourth to give the Tigers a seven-point lead with a minute left before they sealed it with another one to win 88-75. to I thought Bolton was huge. He had 31 touches, 22 of them being kicks, 158 super coach points. Goulden also had 31 touches, 24 of those being kicks, and 126 fantasy points. Geez, Goulden is good this year. Mills recorded 92, so fantasy coaches are still watching him. Buddy also kicked two goals of 15 touches in potentially his last game at the MCG. Friday night football at Marvel saw the Pies edge out the Bulldogs 89 to 77. The Doggies got off to a hot start when Waitman and Norton gave them a three-goal lead, but the Pies never look rattled. Caleb Poulter, he played against his old side and he thought he was playing for his old side when he burst out of a ball-up clearance towards Collingwood's goal before being told to turn around. Pendlebury became the record holder for the AFL most disposals in history. I swear every episode we mention this guy, but how can you not? Nick Gatecast, 29 touches, 6 tackles, 5 inside 50s and 2 goals, and the best on ground medal. And Dacos, three votes. Get used to that. For the Doggies, Waitman and Norton all, and actually, and Jamie Elliott. Waitman, Norton and Elliott all finished on four goals, and the Bont records his ninth fantasy ton in a row. I just brought him in. He's averaging 113 this year, his highest Dream Team average. Hot start from the Lions is expected against the Eagles at the Gabba, kicking the first seven goals of the match. The Brisbane midfield was dominant. I saw Neil, Ashcroft, and Lyons. They all had over 28 touches. Lyons looked like he had a point to prove. He had 29 touches, 110 fantasy points. I just question his spot in the side when Dunkley's back though. Tim Kelly recorded 26 touches. He has recorded over 25 touches in every game except for two this year. And he was priced around $1.60 to get 25 touches. So keep an eye on him next week. Gunston was huge for the Lions. He had six goals. The Lions comfortably went 116 to 35. It looked like a training drill out there. It was a pretty even game between the Giants and the Hawks. The Hawks is my Nana's team and I know she's listening. The Giants prevail winning 85 to 72, but not without a good fight from the Hawks. The Hawks led the disposal count, and their midfield was for firing. Newcomb, Nash, Day, and Warpool all amongst the high disposal winners. If you were wondering why Josh Kelly for the Giants only had six touches, it's because he copped the dreaded Finn McGuinness tag, keeping him to six touches. That is just ridiculous. In fact, the whole GWS team were down on disposals. Only one player recorded over 25 touches, and that was Cornelio finishing on 30 touches and three goals, and probably three votes. Jesse Hogan was big. There was only one goal in it with two minutes left, but Hogan kicked his fourth goal to seal the victory. St Kilda falls short after equalising almost every key stat with Melbourne except for the score, losing 58-79 to at Marvel. I've said it on the podcast before, our Saints kryptonite is tall intercepting defenders and to no surprise, Stephen May was the star of the game. He had 29 touches, 12 marks and was an intercept king. Him and Lever were just brick walls down there and the Saints just kept kicking it to them. I thought it looked like the Saints midfield dominated most of the touches, but the Melbourne backline was just too strong. Petrarca played a bit more forward for the Ds, I noticed, and he kicked four crucial goals. Max King got injured within the first 10 seconds with a shoulder injury, the same shoulder which he had surgery on. He is now out for the season. Seb Ross also pulled a hamstring, and Zane Cordy was subbed out. Port Adelaide versus Gold Coast at Adelaide Oval. Gold Coast actually found themselves up in the first quarter and at halftime, but Port went bang in the third quarter. Houston kicking another goal from outside 50, and then big goals to Narkul, Finn Layson, and Pal Pepper. Port then found themselves up 89-46 at three-quarter time, 
and then they took it home. Rosie had 28 touches and two goals. Finn Layson finished on three goals. Sadly, Trent McKenzie sustained an ankle injury and was subbed out in quarter one. And Ben King for the Suns had a nightmare of a game, only one touch and subbed out in quarter three. I thought Alir Alir was big in defense support and Willem Drew quelled Matt Rowell after halftime with a tag. For fantasy coaches, watch out for Took Miller. He's back. He's priced around the mid-800s and he pulled out a 97 with only 69% game time. This is the guy who averaged 122 a few years ago. Geelong North was another training drill of a game. The Cats win in 125-63. to Tui became the AFL record holder for the most AFL games by an Irishman. Grant Myers was huge. He led the game with 32 touches. He started to show some great value. Tom Atkins was big with 25 touches and 14 tackles. Mitch Duncan had 30 touches and was lurking around everywhere. Stengel kicked five goals. Henry four. Hawkins three. And Cooper Harvey, the son of Boomer Harvey, kicked a goal on debut. The Bombers proved there's still a big chance at finals, winning against the Crows 115 to 97. The scoreboard probably doesn't reflect Essendon's dominance. They were all over the Crows. Peter Wright looked to force up front again with three goals three. And Zach Merritt was once again the star with 39 touches, along with Parrish, who also had 39 touches. Merritt had seven marks, six tackles, a goal, and 150 fantasy points. Nick Martin had 28 touches and two goals. Stringer was quiet with only eight touches. For the Crows, Dawson once again did his thing, but it wasn't enough. Keyes was tagging Redman and then finally moved into the midfield in the last quarter to rack up the disposals. And Ridley, huge intercepting marks, was subbed out after a knee injury. Not sure how serious. To finish off the round, my Puppers team, Carlton Blues, they win 98-45 against Frio at Optus Stadium. Mackay and Kerno continue in their hot form with three goals each, and I noticed Mackay kicking some nice drop punts. It was Blues football leading the contested possessions and clearances and applying great pressure all game. Frio really had no answer at any point. Walsh in his midfield role, he had 32 touches. He's not scoring over 100 in fantasy, but he's having some really good games. Matthew Kennedy had a nasty knee injury in quarter three after a first, good first three quarters which we'll probably see George Hewitt retain his starting spot next week. Captain Cripps was big. Really no one for Carlton played bad. They all played really well. For Frio, Luke Ryan could hold his head high. He had 35 touches, 142 fantasy points and 10 marks. But a lot of his marks came late in quarter four when it was all over. That brings us to the end of AFL Bites Round 17. We will be back next week with some more footy action. Shout out to Footy Live for always promoting us and bringing us a lot of our listeners. We thank them so much. And shout out to my Nana and Papa who are regular listeners. We value them listening along with all the other listeners. Very, very grateful. We will see you next week on AFL Bites.